Beard Bros Campfire Fun Time. I'm Grant. I'm Tyler. Yeah, we have a kind of short one today because this weekend we are going to be going to Cincinnati, Cincinnati! Ohio. Cincinnati. We're going to go see a comedy show. It's going to be pretty fun. We're going to Theo Vaughn, if anyone is familiar. That that's dude the Rat has King. been rocking the mullet for years. That's the Fantastic, Rat King, ladies and gentlemen. Hilarious dude. He's corn fed Rat King. Here, take over the world, brother. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good show. I'm pretty excited about that. I uh, started looking at uh, restaurants and stuff online for Cincinnati, and got to be honest, I am not super excited about all the options. Uh, well, I mean, I heard there's a lot of Germans down there. We love you German people. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the saving grace. Uh, Hopefully there's some good German food down there. At the same time we're going down, it happens to be the Oktoberfest, the largest Oktoberfest in the United States. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. I heard it's the largest in the country. That Just is kidding. the same thing. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be massive. They got tons of German food. They got Danish food, Bavarian food. They got all sorts of stuff. They got currywurst, Wurst und Wiener Schnitzel, all sorts of stuff. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'm not sure how many breweries, but it looked like something like 30 breweries were going to be there. I was going to say, if we took the alternate route through Kentucky to get over there, we'd yeah. have a lot of awesome distilleries, breweries, you know, I mean, you can't get better than that. can't remember what all the, what the town is in Kentucky that does all the brewer and stuff, but, uh, I was looking at a bunch of the breweries in Louisville because that's again that's not too far yeah, from that's, Cincinnati. That's a little drive up there. So I figured we we drive down there, but it is kind of weird driving you know eight hours to a city to not eat or drink any of their stuff, and then drive someplace else to eat their food because it's better. That is kind of silly. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Well, we've heard rumors that real Cincinnati food is just weird and just not appetizing. Yeah, and something about cinnamon on spaghetti or something. What is this? Yeah, is they this have. What I like to refer to as like ballpark chili, where it might be one step up from bag chili or canned chili, but it's it's still not good. I mean, I think Anthony Bourdain even went to Cincinnati one time and had their uh, special. I'm not. I think it's called Cincinnati chili. It's boiled spaghetti noodles, just plain boiled spaghetti noodles with their chili on top and bagged yellow cheese. Um. Listen, <laughs> I understand, you know, nostalgic food, food growing up, maybe you ate as a kid. But you got to step it up. Yeah. If your whole city's picking a food to back and say, this is our food, we're known for this. And if it's a junk food, at least do it really well. Like pizza. Everybody loves pizza. Do it well. You have in Canada, you got poutine. Poutine is literally white cheese curds with brown gravy. On top of french fries. I just thought that's what you do in the bathroom. No. I mean, it's similar. It looks the same. <laughs> Tastes great, though. And uh, that's kind of an example of if you're actually going to pick a food as a city that's kind of a junk food, I feel like you should put a little bit more effort into it than boiled spaghetti noodles and chili. You know, it sounds like I'm dogging them, and I am a little bit. Oh, you are 100% dogging Yeah, but I'm a chef, and I'm 
I just have a little bit of higher standards and boiled spaghetti noodles and chili on top with bagged cheese. But honestly, that combination sounds like something I would make, you know, just because I had that's the only ingredients I had left and just throw them all together. Well, yeah. But, but would you, you know, would it be would the you, greatest? No. Would it be your city's dish? Oh, well, that's kind of a stupid thing a city to do. That's my point. So, what I have in store is to eat a bunch of German food at the Oktoberfest. I think that's going to be really good. Um, and then possibly on the way back, I noticed Indianapolis is kind of on the way for driving back. Take a little mild shortcut. We got, there's a pizza review, pizza store there that I got to try. It's called Goodfellas. And this bad boy got an 8.2. 8.2. 8 8.2 is a must travel to. On store. what kind of scale is this? What does that even well, mean? Well, that's a I 1 to 10, know. right? 1 to 10. Anything in the uh, 8s is a travel wherever you're from if you're going to be anywhere near within you know i guess my time traveling would be like eight to twelve hours that's a add it into your future trip book um anything in the sevens i wouldn't necessarily travel eight hours for but maybe like two to four you know so i guess what's, what's going to have a solid 10 what's what's a 10 dinner i don't think I mean? there is a tent oh, okay maybe so kind of the... if you were in solitary confinement on death row mm. and you were mm. going out and you had like a babysitter like for us our babysitter made that homemade pan pizza growing up yeah nadine shout out she's amazing by the way made the best pan pizza something nostalgic like that that's really good as your last meal i'd say that might be your tent but tens reserved, you know, as like a fantasy world. Kind of a mystic slot. number, the, yeah. the unreachable number. For sure, you're never gonna get that. Um, but I want to say the highest score given might have been a nine one or nine two, and I think it might have been Joe's in New York. Super famous spot, massive slices. You know, no flop on the end of the pizza when you pick it up. The end, oh, so center can't flop. Rigidity all the way throughout the crust. Let me tell you what, Cole. The wood fire pizza oven can breathe the best pizza. If you're if you're making pizza on coal or wood fire pizza ovens, your pizza kind of starts at like sevens, as long as you're not messing it up. And you don't burn it. Yeah, a I don't bad want no black burnt crust. See, I want a couple little black marks to show me. Yeah, maybe some real marks that it was from a wood fire oven. Little char marks, bubbles here and there that bubble up, get a little too hot, and I want a crispy undercarriage. Oh, the crispiness. No flop, and I don't want to have to fold my pizza in half because it's that large. See, I personally am not a New York you're slice a, guy. You're not a taco pizza eater? You fold it like a taco, I mean, eat it like a gordita, you know? Large slices with a lot of flop, absolutely I'm going to fold it. But if, if we're talking like eights, maybe even step into the nines, I don't want flop, and I don't want a soft undercooked pizza. All right, let me give you a, just uh, just hit it, all right? Uh-huh. Thin crust, yeah, or pan pizza. That's thin crust. Oh, uh, really? Nine times out of ten, oh. because it goes back to the crisp. I don't want a bunch of toppings, and obviously toppings are going to do two things. One, it's going to weigh down your pizza, definitely. And two, depending on your toppings, add grease factor, the moisture the content or fat. Yeah. So you have, if you get like meat lovers and it's real meat, which I get all the time, you start heating that stuff up and the grease starts melting out. You're gonna have a soggy pizza with. A lot of flop, no crisp. Yeah, that's and you not feel my style. Like crapola afterwards. However, if you, if you go with the classic one, maybe two topping, like a green pepper sausage, 
or like an onion bacon, you know, something like that over thin crust. I'm a huge fan. I got to have it not cracker thin like Emo's pizza. That's for me, that's like in the sixes, you know, that's not, it's just a little too thin, a little too biscuit like crust, but, um, I like a little thicker, maybe like quarter inch. Think quarter inch crust where it's got just the slightest bit of soft on the top side. You got that crisp, almost pan, you know, pan cooked right. pizza crispness on the bottom. When's the last time you've had stuffed crust, my friend? Well, we actually just ordered some from, I can't remember where, I think it might have been Pizza Hut. And Did you eat it in reverse? Start with the crust and make your way like an absurd person through the toppings? No, but I like to vary my bites. I, I take a bite of the tip, rotate 180, take a bite of the crust. So I get the best of both worlds and I kind of eat it boomerang style back and forth going down until I've got a little nub of crust and a little nub of pizza left. So I've got equal ratio bites. 50-50 of perfection on that last one. Good thinking. I'm telling you, it's all about balance. Just like a salad dressing. When you go to make a salad dressing, you got to have the acid, got to have the fat. Everything's got to be balanced correctly. Just, it's the same way. I got to have a pizza that's no flop, no loaded up. I don't want, like, deep dish. Listen, Chicago fans, I love you. Your food is incredible. Too but much. the pizza is not pizza. It's casserole. Yeah, it's definitely a casserole. Instead of flat lasagna noodles, you got bread dough. And it's good for what it is. But I'm still calling it a casserole. I'll fight on that one. I'll fight on that. It's not pizza. What's your favorite pizza? Dude, my go-to. If I'm creating my perfect pizza, it's going to be hand-tossed, all right? It's going to have chicken. It's going to have bacon. And it's going to have barbecue as the base. I love barbecue And that's sauce. it. You know? that. You yeah. Know? It's, it's just delicious. All around, just heavy hitter and just amazing. I'd say my number one Domino's pizza, this is a little secret. You definitely have hand-tossed if you're sharing it. If you're eating it yourself, go thin. Barbecue sauce on it, banana peppers, bacon. It's a balanced. You get the sweet from the barbecue, the little smoky with it, the acidity and the sourness from the banana peppers with a slight spice, the bacon that adds the fatty umami with it, I'm telling you, it's uh, that's my number one pizza. It's it looks atrocious though. It's all like brown, almost purple with yellow on it and red spots. It's it's kind of weird. It's not look the best. Oh yeah, sorry about the noise. We are filming in a backyard right now, so we have uh, a bunch of Springfield boys running around in trucks and bikes and bikes revving their engines because they think they're sweet dudes. Oh yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Anyway, back to Cincinnati. I feel like we got us turned. Yeah, we did. On the, with the uh, food. Pizza. We got we got to think food about pizza, pizza too much here. So Cincinnati, we got the Ohio River runs directly through the middle of the city. Uh, very common to go fishing, and I, for one, am loading up three fishing poles. Got a spinning rod, a bait caster, and a big catfish rod. I'm gonna load it up, and I'm gonna go down there and see what kind of urban fishing we can get. I saw there's catfish loaded up in that muddy river of Ohio. Where are you going to fillet these fish if you get them? In your hotel room? Airbnb room? Because that's probably not going to be a No, lot. I'm going to go right by the river. I have a little 
have two means for cooking fish. I got a portable disposable charcoal grill that lasts like an hour. So I'll cook it on that. Um, and I also have some camping cook gear that I can always bring to nice. if, if we really wanted to. But you really pack a lot of gear for We're going to be there a in a few days. Oh, yeah. I'm loading up the back seat full of stuff. Bringing the old Yeti, bringing ice. We can keep it anything cold the whole time we're there all weekend long. I have one of the, uh, I think it's the car hopper, the crag hopper, something like that. Um, it's the tall one, but not the real wide and long one. Yeah. So it fits in back seats and cars that, you know, have like two doors really easy. We thought uh, about taking the bike up, but I'm like, man, A, I've never been there. B, when I was talking to my boss, he's, he's a big rider. He's got family up in Ohio. He said the roads are terrible. He said you're going to be dodging potholes uh, every yeah. few inches. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm not sure on geography, but I don't really think it's much riding roads like what we're used to here in Missouri and Arkansas, whereas some of the best riding roads in the country, you know, they're very well known for having beautiful environment, especially Arkansas. Oh, yeah. If you ride anywhere near you know, Harrison, Fayetteville, all the way up to uh, Eureka like Springs. Rogers even kind of a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, it's beautiful. Northwest Arkansas is awesome. It's kind of a, a much more elevated, rockier version of Southwest Missouri, which is mostly hills and woods, really dense oak forests and stuff. So we have here, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you take a wrong turn or get off the shoulder, you're going down a 500 to, you know, thousand foot ravine. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, yeah, that's why I said not really the Rockies, you know, earlier, uh, in an earlier podcast, maybe one or two, um, talked about the mountain range. It's easy to see Arkansas is not really m- mountainous unless you go to some areas, but it is indeed an old mountain range that's just long since spread out and sunk into the earth and overgrown. So you have massive, massive covered mountains that are some of the biggest hills that you've ever seen with cliff faces, you know, three, 500 feet. We got waterfalls all over the place, um, tons of water features in southwest Missouri, too. Obviously, we're known for freshwater and lakes and woods. Uh, and so hunting and fishing is prime in our area, and fishing is wonderful down in Arkansas. I haven't hunted down there yet. Uh, that's something I'm going to be doing in the future for sure. Hopefully, elk and small game hunting. Um, a little more accessible down there. but yeah, We ought to hit up uh, old Heath, our cousin. Yeah, I know he he's always taking hunting trips. Yeah, Keith always, from always, always. from his company Hunt Ready R E D I, Hunt Ready. You should check him out. We talked about him before and the stuff, sweet apparel, sweet gear. Definitely worth it to look into him for sure. We need to have him take us out waterfowl hunting too with oh, his yeah. dogs. I uh, just don't want it that upfront cost personally. You know, I mean, there's a lot involved with. I mean, there can be, but remember, this is what he does. So he's got everything lined out for one or two extra shooters that's for sure but you know whenever i went um dove and pigeon hunting all you really needed for that was a shotgun with a long tube that you were able to you know reload pretty quick and and keep keep shooting you don't need much um i'm sure with avid duck hunters and waterfowl hunters like that he he's gonna have everything that we need really so maybe the entry for us will be a little easier than maybe some other people getting started right, just because right. we have, you know, family involved in it. Um, but absolutely. Um, what else in Cincinnati are you going to be doing? Uh, oh, they have the uh, largest 
Oktoberfest, right? Did we talk about yep. that? We did. Yep. Yeah, and we talked about the largest Oktoberfest, so That's, lots I'm, of breweries and food. I'm just excited for that. Yeah, I want to try some good old German beer, Kolsch, and just, mm. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we have. Oh, there's also an ice cream place. It's called Graters, G-R-A-E, Graters, and they have been in business since 1870, selling wow. ice cream. And apparently it's like only ice cream. So um, just like El Presidente Dave Portnoy says, anybody that's in business for over 100 years, I'm going to do business with you. I don't care if you're selling brake pads, you're selling oil filters, you're selling ice cream. I'm probably going to buy at least one of your products at some point. Wait, so they were selling ice cream during the Great Depression? They sold it not only during, they <laughs> sold it through World War One and Two as well. They sold it through Korean War, Vietnam War. You know, Desert Storm, <laughs> Afghanistan, I mean, Iraq, you know, they've still yeah, been it. selling ice cream. And I believe they have had only five, four or five owners, um, which is really impressive. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Uh, Dave also gave it a 9.2, a 9.2 on the uh, scale of how good ice cream is. And that and just it, broke the nines, guys. Absolutely. Just broke the nines. Anything in the nines definitely trying this ice cream now any distance you need to travel to i don't think there's there's really a time barrier you kind of make it happen you know whether you got to fly into a place for cheap for a weekend uh or drive somewhere you know carpool make it happen because some of these places although they've been around 100 years you never know when something like a pandemic's going to hit or something similar yep. or a personal you know issue with a company where they can't afford to be open anymore and you might not get the opportunity to try a place like Grader's ice cream since 1870. Yeah, unbelievable. 151 years they've been open, which is pretty insane. Pretty insane. Uh, not that many institutions been open like that. So I'm excited about German food, all the beer that they're going to have, all the different types of uh, music. There's lots of stages where there's live music pretty excited about that too urban fishing it's going to be lots of fun who knows we might swing down to louisville uh go to the louisville slugger factory uh, there you go get a bag you know, made or yeah something. yeah see what that is all about maybe stop by a distillery down there uh but i think it's gonna be a pretty fun weekend absolutely um so we're gonna go ahead and uh Start closing this podcast out. We appreciate you guys listening today. We got to um, do some packing, guys. Sorry. Yeah, we got a lot of packing. We're going to be leaving in probably about six hours or so, uh, driving all night. Figured we'd get there in the morning and wake up Start pretty much. in a new city. That's how we do it. Yeah, get some food, get some drink, and see what Cincinnati's like. Uh, we, will be po- we will be podcasting for sure in Cincinnati. We're bringing you guys an episode or two. Don't know the length. We'll kind of talk about it, uh, see see how everything is. And uh, we appreciate you guys joining us for the uh, Beard Bros Campfire Fun, Fun time. time. I've been Grant. I'm Tyler. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you guys.